You're like the oboe. You're trapped in here with me. <laughs> Everyone has to follow the oboe. Tune to the oboe. Tune to me. My instrument's so hard to tune. <laughs> the mouthpiece is so small. <laughs> oh, oh. Tune, tune to me. You guys, I'm really excited for this episode. I'm so fucking ready. Tune up that rinky-tink piano, my friends, and play some top forty hits, uh, and and gear up your have 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 those robots ready because slide, slide the tape into the player piano. Yeah, it's it's uh you know our our SEO friendly Westworld special <laughs> of Saturday morning Tuesdays. That's uh, the one where we, this take, is our... we take control of all this sweet hype, all this sweet free hype. Right? Yeah, this is our spinoff <laughs> podcast about where we talk about Westworld. This is called Steers and Gears. <laughs> uh, we're just gonna talk. How about that season two premiere of Westworld we just saw? Right, that two nights holy ago. Smokes. Two nights holy ago. Holy smokes. crap! Those twists. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was so full crazy. disclosure, we are not gonna talk about Westworld. We Probably were recording this two weeks before the premiere. Uh, <laughs> we just we want to use this for SEO. We're gonna be upfront about that. If if we get taken to court, we want to just be upfront about it. We want to comply with the police. We'll just uh, tell we the judge. Oh, it was, it was for those sweet clicks. I just wanted those clicks, we, baby. We just wanted the clicks, Your Honor. <laughs> we, just uh, wanted, we just wanted the clicks. And, and what we're doing is we're gonna do a cowboy special. Yeah. Of three wonderful cowboy cartoons. So this is Saturday Morning Tuesdays. I'm Austin Bridges. I'm Rory Voy. And I'm Andrew Eric Davison. And we're the animated Ooh. podcast about real cartoons, and in this case, about cowboy cartoons. Uh, and the three cartoons we're going to look at today... Are you going to uh, completely gonna, ignore I'm gonna our fourth human? I'm going to tell you in just a minute. I'm, I'm, I'm just getting <laughs> we, to it. We got we got to tease it. We got to tease it in a little bit. <laughs> we're like three you minutes just, into this podcast. You can't just drop a dude into the podcast and be like, hey, look, this guy's here now. You know, like when you buy a goldfish, you got to keep him in the bag for a little bit and just ease him into the water. You can't just shock him into your tank. Um, and our brand new goldfish is Kyle Levine. Is, he's our producer. And today he's our special guest. Hey, Kyle. Hello. Hello, boys. <laughs> It's not a new tank. He helped coming, build the tank. I'm coming downstairs from my office. Step, 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 step. Coming down to see what my boys are watching. Oh, no. It's down. the man He's from upstairs. Down, we're down in the basement. We're in our, yeah. we're in our onesie pajamas, and Dad is mad. <laughs> you guys are 30 years old, cereal and, it's, bowls. and it's 1138 in the morning. Yeah, we, we've got all our cereal bowls that still have some milk in them, but we're using them to hold our Totino's pizza rolls. <laughs> we're milking the rolls. <laughs> uh, just like I taught you. Yeah, uh, Dad takes a big, old, a big bite of his milk roll. <laughs> so Kyle's hey. great. Kyle's the invisible fourth partner of our of our show. He was there at the conception. He helped us make this whole damn thing. We're just he's really happy to have him there. on. Yeah, I do he's all the, the, I do all the clicks and beeps. The he's, beeps he's and that, whoops. He's that second set of footprints on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> That's walking with us when we were 
also walking on the beach. Walking in Memphis, if right. you will. Yeah, uh, he had the blue suede shoes. Yeah. <laughs> just just awesome. sound the ghost, sand. Gently, gently guiding your voices to the right spot. <laughs> His name's Kyle Levine, and he's here to cause problems. Um, <laughs> Austin, you were, okay, I diverted so we could get Kyle's Day in the Sun. Yeah, you were going to tell wanna, us about what we're watching. Right, and I would love to tell us about, tell y'all about what we're watching. <laughs> and uh, so our first show is going to be The Wild West Cowboys of Moo Mesa. Oh, boy. The full title, yeah, C O W. That's an acronym. Yeah, that's a there's an acronym, C O W boys. And then we've got uh, our second show, which is I had to look it up because I forgot for just a second. It's Brave Star. It's <laughs> We're our, very a classic uh, space cowboy adventure, Brave Star. Mm-hmm. And our third show is Adventures of the Galaxy Rangers. And mm. uh, these these are three humdingers. These are rootin' tootin', ready for some good shooting episodes. Uh, we picked, mm-hmm. uh, for uh, Cowboys of Moon Mesa, we picked an episode called Bulls of a Feather. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Brave Star, we just went with episode one, The Disappearance of 3030. And I believe for Galaxy Rangers, we it was like episode 54. Yeah, 54 we went way deep. Yeah, we went deep. I, yeah, we went we deep. Had a- we had I had to make a special request. Yeah, yeah that, this was Rory's request. This is an episode of Galaxy Rangers that, you know, I've wanted to watch on the show since, you know, probably, probably before a big reason why we made the, the show. show yeah. Before the show is a yeah. show, like, it was, like, why I kind of, like, why this idea is sort of yeah. clicked for me. And um, we weren't sure exactly when to, when we were going to get to it. Like, it's a, it's a deep cut into the yeah. Adventures of the Galaxy Rangers backlog. And um, this felt like the opportunity to drop it in. Oh yeah. hell yeah! And I'm so glad we did. <laughs> uh, I am I am ready for all three of these episodes because I think we've we've had connections to all three of these shows, sort of in our continuing obsessions with mm-hmm. weird bad cartoons. And uh, they're great. great. And the and the, and the theme songs and the, yeah, the objectively. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and we know that we know that our our uh, our lovely Kyle has a bit of an affinity for some cowboy nonsense. Some, that's, some yeah. cow, cow chicanery. That's absolutely true. <laughs> so yes. we thought we'd br- bring him on for this, you know, if no other time than this time. Kyle's uh, band in high school was called the Nonsense Cowboys. Yeehaw. Or as we used to uh, say in band, ha ye. Let's step on the Westworld train and yeah. get off the train at the town and show up all over again in the morning uh, like they do. Yes, they do. Show. Hang out with some real, real cowboys. And yeah, without further uh, a cow. Nope. Let's. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm pulling wait, this train over. Wait, wait, hold on. Wait, let me do it again. Without further a moo. <laughs> okay, that's better. That's better. Let's, actually, I. Let's yeah. go to uh, Cowboys and Moo Mesa. Common breeze, the mesa to the western skies with the sound of a thousand cattle drive. A chosen few would see the light and find the. So, like we said, the very first stop on our on our Westworld train, we are we are stopping off at this wonderful 1992 show called The Wild West Cowboys of Moo Mesa. 
We're watching the third episode. It's called Bulls of a Feather, and I have an incredibly helpful synopsis for you right now. <clears throat> During an attack on the stagecoach bound for Cowtown, Puma sees that the masked bull is actually Sheriff Terror Bull after Boot Hill Buzzard accidentally unmasks him. In no, order I'm to stop you save... right here. <laughs> no, I'm not even halfway done. I understand that. I think it's important for our audience to know that any when you when you listen to the synopsis, you you miss just how many like cow puns that they sneak <laughs> yeah. into these words. This what terrible, yeah, um, terrible. Uh, okay, continue. Okay. In order to save his identity after his attempt on Puma's life is thwarted by JR, Sheriff Terror Bull must break his younger brother Horrible out of Sin Quitten <laughs> Federal Prison to pose as the masked bull and fool everyone. That is that is the one that we've chosen. Oh, I was uh, fooled. I didn't oh. You didn't know that the masked bull was secretly Sheriff Terror Bull. <laughs> God, both this episode bulls. is Yeah, I know. It's so packed. Everything. There's so much action in this episode, and I was so thrilled. Everything. And and, and I want to. We got to start with like kind of the the most the most like top level stuff. Like so for one, yep. the title Cowboys. The, they're yeah, the they're fact cowboys. That the show exists. The cow is an acronym, but they're also still cows. So they're all cow people. <laughs> right. Do they ever clarify what the cow stands oh, for? Yes, I, I looked, looked it up. up. That, yeah, oh, cow. The great. The cow stands for Code of the West. Oh, code of the West. Oh yes, my God. they use Living the by like the code of the West. As they use the O from the of, skip the the. Yeah, the the, ca- the, the code of the West, West is is kind of like their uh, their like chicken soup for the cowboy's soul that they all follow yeah. like it's a Bible. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, it has some yeah. real it has some real humdingers in that code. Yeah. Uh, so they're all cow people. They're all cows. I mean, they're not all cows, but like the main characters. Some people are, cows. are like are like a vulture or a scorpion, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> unless you're a horse, you're yeah. you know, like you're you're in the clear. If you were an animal, yeah. I think like, for some reason horses got the real shaft in this case. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, the cow people ride the horses, yeah. and I, yeah. I don't know how to feel about that at all. The horses are not sentient. All other creatures are basically sentient, including scorpions, <laughs> including uh, yes. you know, yeah, it's a little weird. <laughs> Well, it's a it's yeah. it's your it's your classic uh, you know kids cartoon dilemma. You, you know that kids love anthropomorphic shows like you know characters, yeah, and they also love cowboys. And I mean, I guess they could do horses riding other horses. <laughs> uh, That's so much yeah, worse. The day, they need to have somebody in a hat riding a horse. Well, I, I mean, Brave Star I think is kind of cool where his where his buddy thirty thirty is willing to be the horse but like we'll stand up on his we'll stand up and be a <laughs> yeah, best friend when the complete like, opposite direction yeah <laughs> yes uh, they did okay but, so i looked i looked up what caused them all to turn into cows right yeah. uh, oh there no is there some, some sort of like terrigen so mess yeah and this sentence <laughs> world <has> mess. <laughs> they're all in humans <laughs> <laughs> so in this case it is a an irradiated comet struck in the late 19th century, creating a miles-high mesa shrouded in clouds. And then without... like prairie genesis. Yeah, and everything (laughs) trapped on top of the mesa was cowmatized by the light from the cowmit. Is that even a pun? (laughs) And Uh. evolved into a bovipomorphic state. 
That's so good. And then I guess Here's they your Merriam-Webster word of the day. Yeah, I guess they built some cool Wild West elevators and got some horses up there. But Maybe they were just brought along for the ride, but they were all like, you know, sleeping. Right. Or something. Yeah, they didn't, you know, they like didn't, they, they, they didn't, <laughs> didn't look the at the light. comet. The, the yeah, also, met. we would be remiss if we didn't mention how amazing the theme song is. Oh it's my God. a great theme song. Yeah, we're going to have to really do that fun. on all three of these shows. This, this, yeah. This uh, theme this song has really, already been uh, used as a banger on our Friday bangers. That's yes. right. Uh, if you don't know about the Friday banger, every Friday we post one of our favorite uh, cartoon theme songs on Facebook and sometimes Twitter and Instagram if they're amenable. And we love them. We love these fucking theme songs. So go check them out. Yeah. Uh, but this one, this one really brings up. Uh, if you if you haven't heard it, it really conjures like rawhide or bonanza. You know, it's got oh, a real like boom, chicka dum, chicka dum, chicka dum kind of beat under it, and it is it is country as fuck. <laughs> it's 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 slapping. It's a really good. It's a good cowboy slapper, and I am always there for it. <laughs> it also ex- kind of explains the the scenario, the comet that a comet made them all. Yeah, <laughs> uh, kind it, of. It doesn't. It they just mention a comet. It's we yeah. see a comet in the theme song. So. We do at the beginning. Right, so we see a comet. It makes you just think. Oh, okay. Space. Space uh-huh. made them. Made them the cat people. <laughs> and that's kind of enough. <laughs> that's all you yeah. need. It's really all you that's, need. Nothing. About, no, our, nothing about this show actually requires you to understand its premise. That's Correct. our sci-fi tie-in. That makes yeah. this show yeah. a lot like one of my favorite TV shows, Westworld. Yeah, right. It really, and, it really shares a lot of DNA. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's so let's jump let's jump right into this boy, this feller, uh, this cowboy. Yeah, uh, we got a we got a wagon chase, a mm-hmm. uh, high speed wagon classic, chase that begins. Classic. Yeah, it's a classic stagecoach situation. Yeah, yeah. and it's uh, uh, it's being driven by some sort of like folksy pig and uh, uh, some Puma. sort of folksy cat hobo. Yeah, yeah, the his name's Puma. P- Puma. His name's yeah, Puma. Some sort of rascally bumpkin. <laughs> but he does seem more like a more like a, a house cat in stature uh-huh. than a than a Puma. He's a yeah, Puma. He's kind of a Heathcliff. Brought yeah. low by circumstance, you know? <laughs> right. Voice but by he, uh, voiced by Goofy. Yeah, that's yeah. right. It's uh what's his what the hell's his name? It's uh it's it's Bill Farmer, the current voice of yeah. Goofy. Yeah, yeah. Uh and you can definitely tell. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I was gonna say. I think the voice actor audition was like, "Well, look, I can do Goofy." Like, Great. Okay, there we go. Just do well, that. Pitch it up a little, and we are done. Yeah. Always so... just reverse the polarity, and we've got it. <laughs> In a goofopomorphic state. <laughs> uh, so if I can, uh, the, the synopsis had all the proper names in it, which of course is very funny to listen to, but it's not very helpful to understand. So. The, the gist of what's going on is that we've got these three boys who are our main cow friends, and they're like marshals that, you know, enforce the law. And then there's this sheriff who's an evil guy. We don't like him. And then there's this evil uh, bad guy who's um, the masked bull who's been causing all sorts of bad shit. And he's secretly the sheriff. And, the, like, the main, like, drama of this episode is that we find out the sheriff is secretly the masked bull, and the, the marshals try and figure out how to prove it and get them arrested. We also have a mayor who's also a stinky boy. Yeah, There's a stinky mayor. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's kind of, I mean, more so than the other shows that we watched, it's a very Old West plot. Like, mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. This is a pretty yeah. classic kind of Old West plot. 
But a classic old west plot is not necessarily like I still really enjoyed like for for a children's show to have a sort of more dynamic power structure where there's bad people in 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 charge. Yeah, no, yes. that's that true. That felt like a very interesting thing where that I don't and, see a lot in the cartoons and we watched. The, the entire like crux of the plot is the fact that they don't have key witnesses. Yeah. Because <laughs> that they're like aware that Terrible is also the masked bandit or what the masked outlaw. Masked Mast Bull. Bull. Mast Bull. Thank you. Uh, but they don't have any witnesses or hard evidence because they have to try and try them in cowboy court. Yeah. In order to <laughs> convince <laughs> that he's a stinker. Marshall Moo Montana is very strict when it comes to the code of the West. Oh he's God! Like, yeah. He doesn't just know the bad guys and go beat them up and throw them in jail. But oh they did. God. They did fail me on one on like one key element that I expected oh. from this episode was the the folksy Southern lawyer. We didn't get a Matlock, <laughs> no, or any or any kind of like, you, you know. Well, I'm just well, I'm just a small town man, but <laughs> it seems to me we don't have any of the proper evidence to convict this cow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, what I, the, what I, one of the things I appreciated uh, is kind of the same thing that you didn't like there, which is that it is the Wild West, so there's not a lot of structure in terms of like law enforcement and and like people in charge uh but like u.s marshals were basically like in charge of those big like bigger like bank robberies and like higher profile like wide jurisdiction kind of stuff and they would often be the ones to take people to court so like you know i like that we have this sort of different jurisdiction thing where the marshals have technically wider jurisdiction but the sheriff is like elected and like the main town lawmaker and he's got a Mm -hmm. lot of power locally uh, yeah, you're, you're this high, you're this high status kind of lawman, but then the flip side is that the the kind of law that you're allowed to 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 oversee is not specifically useful when you just want to like make a town be better. Yeah, exactly. And when the mayor and the sheriff are in cahoots doing bad stuff, that's a problem. And it's so an I love that system. It's a rigged, you know, it's a rigged impossible system that is, uh, you know, geared towards uh, lawlessness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So what happens? What happens here? So they, uh, the the masked bull is inadvertently unmasked in front of Puma, our you know junkie stagecoach driver, and he becomes the key witness in Except this he situation. Can't really see? Yeah. Uh, but in this in this scene, <laughs> well, that's I guess their from that's like... their that's their oh shit! So this is ninety ninety two ninety two because they do kind of do a. Um... It's kind of like a trial of O.J. Simpson, where like if the if the if the right. eyesight doesn't fit, you must acquit. Uh huh. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was I was wondering. I don't know if if it read for you guys. I re- I read that as that was because of all the Tabasco they gave him right before the trial. It oh. seems like it was implied that way. Like he like he ate a bunch of stuff and he ate a bunch like of right stuff afterwards the wall. And he got spice blindness. One of my favorite, one of my favorite little lines. Yeah, yeah. One of my favorite little lines was there. He like runs into the wall and he goes, "Where did you boys hide the door?" And I think Dakota is like right there where it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. <laughs> yeah, uh, there are definitely some gems. In, so in a very so silly the the episode. the Rangers or the Marshals are hanging out in town, and we find out that uh, ship has been stolen by their friend Calamity Kate. Oh, she's uh, awesome. Cow Lamity Kate. Yeah. And I'll say Cow one thing that was pretty cool about this show, like with all of the puns that I've been mocking, I think they had some some awareness of how out of hand it was and 
really downplayed all of the punny names during yeah, like in actual they dialogue didn't force them yeah. every time they're like look we've already done two episodes of this we don't have to like this is, <laughs> yeah. this is work they this pointedly is to be work I mean, what you're what you're pointing out there, Rory. You're talking about how they don't say "cow lamity Kate." They just right. say they don't, they don't hit, Kate. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, they don't hit you too hard on that. Yeah, but once in a while they'll say it, and you'll be like, "Oh, right, I remember that pun." That and isn't I didn't name. actually. I mean, I knew it was Sheriff Tara Bull, but I don't think I ever heard it pronounced Tara. Not just terrible, you know. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. And horrible, I didn't even catch right away. Ah. Uh, uh, so. Okay, so there's a couple little, like, threads that go through this episode. Uh, one is that, uh, like we said, Calamity Kate was had one of those packages that got stolen, and she's waiting for this package to show up, and she's super steamed about it. And uh, our third, like, Marshall character, who's not actually, like, a deputy yet, he's still sort of a rookie. His he's a D'Artagnan the, character. Yeah, he's the D'Artagnan. His name is uh, the Colorado Kid. He is like way too interested in what's in this package. Oh, he's very interested. He, always, he thinks he it's his. He thinks he's gonna get whatever's in that package. <laughs> yes, he does. But we got a we got a pretty cool line from Dakota. Yeah. Oh, Dakota though. Dakota's yeah, he's great. I Dakota love Dakota. That shit down. He's like got that's it. got a hard that's her bone. business. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, you don't go rooting around her prairie hole. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. I think it was like that, yeah. The Dakota dude is the deputy, is Marshall <laughs> Moon Montana's deputy. And yeah, he says And he's a hunk. Uh, oh my god. He's great. He's got a really low gravel voice. And yeah. he says like Jim Cummings. Like, yeah. oh what what's in it? That'd be Miss Kate's business. <laughs> uh it's real good. Uh, and then like that happens two or three more times. Like he's like, "Oh man, I wonder what's going on in there." And he's like, "No, you better keep that in her. Bu- that's her business. Don't go sticking your nose in it." Uh, because it, you know, we, it turns out that Dakota dude has a big old crush on Calamity Kate. So really quick, I want to talk about the character designs. Uh, yeah, and the the way the way that male characters and female characters are are portrayed in this show mm-hmm. uh because they they put a lot of work into making those those lady cows pretty fuckable <laughs> you know like they they put they they were like okay let's make them sexier and like miss lily is like falling out of her shirt in every scene and miss true. lily yeah miss lily is surprisingly burlesque i was i i, I mean i i've seen her in the in the theme song so many times but uh Seen her in like with a little more motion was was uh, yeah. Miss Lily like, runs the stirring. local. Uh, she runs the, the local saloon. Right, keep their heads folk, very human as well. The men folk Which, are just like gigantic, rippling like street sharks monsters, and then you've got <laughs> you know these like lady cows that are you well, know little, just belt and. I mean, you gotta know. You just look up, go find this episode on YouTube and look at at, uh, at Miss Miss Lily. It's it's strange. It's a weird little situation, uh, but it probably it probably it probably created a, a few strange little situations. <laughs> oh no! A Why am confused. I attracted to this cow woman? <laughs> well, okay. I mean, I don't know if we've talked about this on air before, but I'm pretty sure my first crush on TV was Roxanne from a Goofy movie. So uh, well, we talked about yeah. that at length off air. <laughs> But it's it's true. It, I I yeah. I would not be surprised. Uh, maybe we should ask Spencer. Our friend Spencer definitely watched this show as a kid because uh, he was you know he grew up in Texas. I imagine it was it was pretty fun. 
Oh yeah. Well, they didn't know the internet yet, so you no, just had no. to look. <laughs> well, oh. also this this was a pretty big show. I mean, the the yeah, video that was on YouTube of this episode had like 183,000 views and it's like a one-off fuck all episode. Like, yeah. Clearly people are watching it. Yeah. Uh something that we we haven't mentioned yet, but I have to make sure gets in this episode because I fucking love it is that the current Dallas Cowboys quarterback, Dak Prescott, is named after the Dakota dude from this cartoon. No. no. That's <laughs> yes. amazing. His mother named him after the Dakota dude explicitly. What? <laughs> now he plays for the Dallas Cowboys. He is well, the we quarterback. Got S- we got our SEO all wrong. <laughs> this is an NFL podcast episode. now. We got Ritz our football episode. Is, so is Dak short for Dakota? Yeah, he has a different first name. It's like Ryan or something. But his middle name that he goes by is Dak. It's Dakota. His middle name is Dakota. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Fantastic. I'm stunned stunned by this. No (laughs) shit. I know. I am. It it is so good. So this was a big deal in Texas. It's a very good season. What are the odds he gets drafted? He gets gone the Dallas Cowboys then. Well, it's higher if his name's Dakota. That's that's right. Yeah. That was was brought up in the interview. And he got in. That was brought up in the interview for sure. Right, so um, the marshals get a warrant for uh, for Mister Mister Sheriff's arrest. Like that's, um, and they get it a little prematurely. And there is a really fun scene. Uh, the actor for Terrible is uh, pretty good. Is that is that Tim is Curry? That... No, uh, Terrible is Joe Piscopo. Mm-hmm. What from SNL? Okay. Yeah. So he you has know. he has a very like you know take me to jail uh, speech about like. Uh, if you think this is the way the law must be done, then I, of course, do not disagree with your justice. Uh, <laughs> he he chews on his he chews on his words quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and it's it's lovely. Yeah, I do. I do really like a lot of the voice acting in this show. To be perfectly honest. Yeah, it's, uh, it's quite mm-hmm. good. The scorpion I thought was really funny. Yeah, it's also yeah. Jim Cummings. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And yeah, Moo Mo- Montana is Pat Fraley, who is Krang, but he's also Brave Star. We're going to talk about it again in a few he's minutes. He's all over the place, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we had everybody, really every voice actor that's ever done stuff is, like, in this cartoon. Yeah. Now, one thing that's interesting is, despite the fact that it's a cowboy show with a lot of gunfights, there must have been a pretty, a pretty uh, strong uh, word from on high about uh, no guns. No bullets. Yeah. yeah. No yeah, bullets. They they uh, did a lot of like backflips to try to get the like appearance of gunplay and and cowboys and guns without mm-hmm. really directly doing it. And so Sheriff case, Terrible has this like cactus gun, this like avocado ma- little little thing. Like a, yeah, yeah, like weird a weird bell pepper. It's like a weird <laughs> bell pepper. Yeah, cactus gun. Yeah, shoots needles. Um, Shoots needles. And uh, Marshall Moose. Montana has a gold gun that shoots sheriff stars. <laughs> and sometimes they explode. It's so funny. <laughs> it's gun shoots sheriff stars. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's so funny to me. I fucking love this episode, you guys. You think they designed the toy first? <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I don't know how you would do a toy like that because it would have small, chokeable, like <laughs> little sheriff <Shuriken. laughs> stars. Yeah, little shuriken. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Uh, 
I think I I thank you guys for doing this podcast with me because the, <laughs> the, sh- the content we watched for this special was like I think the be- the best chunk of content we've ever watched for one episode of our show. Yeah, we got we got to some meat here today, people. We got some, we got some <laughs> we good have the meat. Beef. We Can have we the mention beef. the two the two excerpts that Moo Montana gives us from from the Code of the West direct? Yes, yes, we can. So the first uh, one I wrote find these it. down. <laughs> uh, the the first one is right at the beginning when Puma is coming up to Montana and says like, "Oh, you'll never know, the masked bull is." And Montana's like, "Yeah, I know." He's like, "How did you know?" And he's he quotes. He says, "Well, as the code of the West says, if you wait long enough, every snake will shed his mask." Yeah, yeah. you know those snake masks. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> yeah. common his, phrase. His snake mask. <laughs> Yeah, and the second one is later. It's near the or there, maybe I miss them, but there's there's one. No, at there's the only end. two. You're right. Yeah. When he shows up to both of the Bull Brothers, yeah, and he like makes a dummy of himself, and so they do a like Ewok log. It attack. was it was like, <laughs> yeah. it was kind of a cool line though. It's like if uh, if your if your enemy thinks you're a dummy, the only way to beat that like play into it. It's yeah. It's you can only knock a person down if he lets you believe he's a dummy. Right. I like that. That's fun. This I did like a, that, too. Yeah. It kind of, like, goes in circles a little bit. A it does. Little. It is a little bit of circular logic, but... Uh, but you're so but, right. It was a big old Ewok log attack that they attacked yeah. him with. <laughs> it's full on just a swinging log. It was beautiful. And then beautiful. they did another one. They threw a rock. Down. They rolled a rock off a cliff. I Okay. Yeah. So there's a moment that happens here that I have to I have to mention before we're done. Uh and Austin and I looked at, looked through a few episodes before we chose this one to watch, and this is pretty emblematic of the action in the other shit that we watched. <laughs> There's a part where Montana's hog tag, hog tied, yeah. and he and he his like pistol is lying like two meters away, and he picks <laughs> up a little pebble and he flicks the pebble. The pebble bounces yeah. off a rock, hits the trigger of his gun, which hits shoots the trigger guard, and then back at yeah. the trigger. Yeah. yeah, hits the trigger guard back at the trigger. It shoots a sheriff star up to a ledge where uh, the uh, the buzzard and saddle sore are standing. It shatters the ledge. They fall down and collide with the Bull Brothers, who then let go of the ropes that are holding Sheriff or Marshal Moo Montana, and he gets free. It is called the Marshal Moo Rudeberg. <laughs> yeah, he's really <laughs> Marshal Moo Goldberg. Um, <laughs> oh, I say Rudeberg. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! It was beautiful. I think I laughed for like thirty seconds after that. I was just like, I could not get over it. It's so good. Uh, the 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 upshot of everything is that they show up, but then all the friends show up and they have a big fight, and everybody kind of gets away except for Horrible, who they recapture and they send back to jail. Uh, and so the bad guys get off easy on this one. They're able to skirt outside the law <laughs> and uh we find out what's in uh miss calamity kate's package and it's a girly little pink dress and she's like i dare you to make fun of me and dakota dude is real cute and he's like i bet you look real pretty in it miss kate <laughs> 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 it's it's pretty cute i i i really like it a lot the yeah the way it kind kind of of, I was kind of annoyed I, because I was so I was so kind of impressed with the fact that he we were willing to respect her privacy and just not find out <laughs> what oh, was in yeah. the package. Sure, sure. To, to then have it like spill open and you know be you know personal and and be something she's embarrassed about it wasn't something I was super fond of. 
Yeah, that's yeah. that's fair. That's fair. I like I like the little like cute moment that came out of it, but but you're very right. Yeah. Thank and you. That's, uh, that's that's pretty much the episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh I loved getting to check this one out. I have yet I before this I'd never watched a single moment of Mumesa other than its theme song. So this was a this was a hoot. I think I could see myself as a kid getting really into it. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Great. Let's, uh, let's carry carry on this train. Hey, Austin. Yeah, Andy. Uh, I I want to announce this thing that we're starting as a podcast. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, are we doing it now? Yeah, yeah, we're doing it well, now. That's great news. Yeah. Okay. This is we're. I've decided this is our this is our announcement. So, you know how every cool organization. Uh, you know, like a, like Vsauce has their curiosity box and like all sorts of other people. They're, they're just doing boxes, right? And you can subscribe to boxes. Uh, we're doing a Saturday morning Tuesdays cowboy box, and I want you to tell all of our people what's inside. Oh, man. Very excited to announce the cowboy box. So uh, most of these boxes are monthly. Uh, this is going to be a daily box. So <laughs> it's pretty, you know, like Blue Apron does it like once a week. Uh, we're doing this, yeah, more like on the daily basis. Mm-hmm. So you're going to sign up. It's going to be pretty pricey, but what you're getting in value is crazy. You know, uh, it's going to be about $600 a month, but you're getting easily $10 of stuff per day. That's so a scream. It, That's a screaming it's, deal. It's a pretty good deal. Uh, so what you get in this cowboy box is uh, you get just a couple potatoes those are good for everything. Cowboys had potatoes. So uh, according to research, we think cowboys had upwards of three or four potatoes uh, sometimes. So uh, there's, there's of course, there's a hat. You get a new hat every day. Ooh. Uh, yeah, so every box has the same stuff. Um, so you're getting the same hat, but it's like a different, it's not, it's like a different hat mm-hmm. technically, but yeah. it looks the same. So uh then yeah then the potatoes the three potatoes uh you're getting um like an old cow that's been made small (laughs) and it's been it's been shrunken by our by our magic um that's our pretty exciting thing that we've been pioneering is the ability to make cows small so you you get a new cow um so this is a dairy cow through heifer international Mm mm-hmm um, so it'll the partnership small that milk. we've started. Right. It makes very small milk, <laughs> uh, which is just kind of enough to get in your in your coffee in the morning. And then you can kind of just chuck that cow out the window. You know, you're done with the cow. Mm-hmm. You can deal with the cow. Uh, and then we also have uh, just a, a DVD of Gross Point Blank <laughs> that we had a bunch of those hanging out. And so we think uh, that's just going to be a fun thing. Yeah, uh, and, I, and I can actually announce another fun thing. Uh, you might be thinking, why should I subscribe to this daily box if it's all going to be the same every time? Well, the answer is that there's a 1 in 10,000 chance that your box contains an actual gun. Wow. That's true. That's true. Yeah, people are really excited about that, about the chance. Yeah, you have to put up with a lot of copies of Gross Point Blank if you're going to get those every day. Your house is going to be full of potatoes. But yeah, you can eat those <laughs> potatoes. Um, and you can probably find some fun stuff to do with with your with your at least 30 copies of Gross Point Blank after one month. <laughs> so it's the so it's the same it's the so it's the same items in each in each box? Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Well, it's very good. 
Yeah. <laughs> so you get four potatoes a day. <laughs> yeah. And a hat and a small cow and a DVD. And the, same, the same but very different hat. That's yeah. good because I'm cons- I spend so much money washing my hat. Washing hats? Every day. <laughs> it's so covered in dust. Yeah. Yeah. So you can be a cowboy too with all the items in this box. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe today. listeners thanks for coming back we've got a great episode uh of brave star so so saddle up and uh put on put on your 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 biggest rimmed hat and your sh- and your sh- shiniest stirrups and <laughs> let's talk about episode one of brave star the disappearance of 3030 i know what you're thinking how could episode one involve the disappearance of a named character? Well, I'll tell you what, we're gonna get it, we're gonna get into it. Don't worry. Worry a little bit. Because guess, guess what? An argument with Brave Star pushes 3030 to travel to the Hall of the Equestroids and into the past. Um, so the Hall of the Equestroids and to the past. <laughs> and but when Brave Star follows him, they begin to argue again. <laughs> so that synopsis is pretty short and sweet for the amount of sh- uh, full full horn doggery m- malark that happens throughout this thing. So let us get into it. So yeah, what is so Brave think, Star? Right. So the thing we normally do, we, we have to take a minute before we dive in is really explore this theme song. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes, please. And that gives us a little bit of a kind of a deal about what the show is about no yeah it's Mm -hmm. a it's a classic 80s info dump intro we learn there's uh uh, it takes place on a distant planet called new texas uh where they mine a a resource known as carium uh what they said okay mm -hmm. there's carium mines and all i got uh, was precious ore uh, yeah (laughs) i mean that's basically what it is but it's called Mm -hmm. carium and it's really uh uh valuable so of course that attracts outlaws and then a lawman appeared with the powers of hawk Wolf, Puma, and Bear, and his name is Brave Star, and he takes care of business, and that's kind of what we learn in the in the intro. And he has a talking cyborg horse, who yes. is his best best bud. Who is his name? Big old gun. That's and his 30, name 30. is thirty thirty. Do we know why that is? Is that yes? I certainly don't. Thirty thirty is a, a an old type of ammunition for the Winchester rifle. Oh, mm. okay. So that is your fun gun fact for the day <laughs> hashtag gun fun. facts it's you know it's funny that the horse's gun has a more like regular name than the horse like the yeah. horse yeah. has a gun yeah. name and the gun has sarah. a person name oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sarah, sarah may or uh shit i don't remember hold on uh yeah you're right it is technically like sarah a, jane she, she's got a middle name sarah, sarah jane. jane yeah but yeah. he just calls her sarah i think in right. yeah. The time, yeah yeah there, at one at one time he says sarah jane in the episode yeah but he calls it sarah uh yeah this giant like horse robot man who talks and walks <laughs> on two legs has a sometimes, huge, sometimes, sometimes. Walks on four legs he's got a he huge fucking wink cannon gun named sarah jane <laughs> yeah, uh it's a big gun so yeah. so yeah. Other what else is the is there in the theme song? I mean, I mean it's a great little theme song. It kind of reminds me of like an '80s cake song, like an '80s version of Cake. Like it's like a weird say, spoken I in say rhythm. This is my favorite theme song. It feels pretty weak. 
to me, it's pretty lazy where the only sung yeah. stuff is just Brave, Brave Star. Star. Brave yeah, musically, Star. it's pretty boring. Uh, it does it it, it it catches your attention for it's it's one of the the earlier offenders of the like. Um, Let's just say what you need to know for the show. Right. And, yeah. and it then, doesn't rhyme super great either. Uh, yeah. And, and then we can move on to the to the like rest of the acid trip. Yeah. yeah. If I'm not mistaken, they try to rhyme Brave Star with Bear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of, of Hawk, Wolf, Puma and Bear. One of the things that we see in the theme song uh, that we don't get in this first episode is the main antagonist whose name is Tex Hex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we get that bad cackly cackly cowboy man. Yeah, who with his band of ruffians who are up to up to all kinds of trouble. And so I, uh, looked, I looked up Tex Hex because we didn't uh-huh. see him. I wanted to know what he was about, and he was—that's the character this whole show was built around. Right. Yes. Tex Hex was a character in uh, what the Ghostbusters. Yeah, from the year before, uh, the, the same company yeah, had the made filmation. the Ghostbusters oh, cartoon, the filmation oh, Ghostbusters. Whoa. And huh. they they liked him a lot, and they took him out of Ghostbusters and just made a made a western around him. Yeah, huh. so he and was originally just so... a cowboy ghost. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to talk about a little bit of the shop of this show, the animation for as many times as it was pretty uh, pretty phoned in. Yeah, I caught myself noticing a lot of like really cool uh, hand yeah. like hand drawn shit that yep. like really worked. I was going to get to mm-hmm. that later yeah. when we were getting into the action sequences. But yeah, they uh, they really they animate on twos and threes until there's action, and then they animate on ones, and you can tell when it switches. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, it suddenly becomes like Dragon's Lair. Yeah. Like overnight, <laughs> like it, like it in gets just it a gets second. buttery smooth, and they switch to ones, and right. Yeah. Oof. It's it's actually like my favorite part of the whole. It it, it was really mm-hmm. nice to see something that fluid. Yeah. It, especially yeah. in something as old as this show. The, like fuck it all. Because uh, this this show you know. this show came out in the same year. It's 1987, right? So this is like yeah. contemporaneous yeah. with with fucking dinosaurs, right? So like it's right. it's <laughs> night and day over there, right? It's crazy. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. When they give a shit. Yeah. yeah. When they give a shit. Uh, For the rest of the show, everyone's eyes are animated to like look over your shoulder and not really focus on anything. Really yeah. threw me. Really threw me. They're all like dead eyed until suddenly somebody throws a judo flip and they yeah. look amazing. Snap into reality. <laughs> It's um, also pretty cool that uh, the main character is of Native American yes. uh, nationality. It's very cool. Uh, that Brave Star is, you know, is a Native American, and they they follow a mm-hmm. lot of that aesthetic, and they don't just have like a white best friend or whatever, you know. Like it's, mm-hmm. I mean, thirty well, thirty's I mean, kind of white. His best friend's a horse, and <laughs> yeah. and he can channel he can channel the abilities of of animals which is a little bit problematic yeah, yeah. Sure. it's not it's yeah. not the greatest treatment but it, it is also 1987 right uh, and any representation like that as the main character usually when these characters are just complete like white dad characters mm-hmm. you know they're just well, like hello you're jonathan, you're jonathan big silvers right in in mumesa there is a tiny side character that we met for like a hot second that is a native american bison and he does yeah, like nothing, right. and then he disappears. He, he used yeah. a slingshot, I guess. Yeah. Because again, a bow probably wasn't right allowed. <laughs> Although uh, we do see an arrow later. Maybe we just can't see a bow and an arrow in the same shot. Yeah. <laughs> that is possible. Uh, but yeah, Brave Star is Brave Star is Native American. That's kind of it's it's fun. Uh, there's like a there's a shaman character, which again is a little bit like super broad strokes. Right, eh. like, did they really have to, like... Okay. 
Yeah, because, mm-hmm. oh my God, they're not all magic and... Right. <laughs> and none of them are magic, you know, but... No. Like, <laughs> you know, but, but yeah, I mean, the two, like, explicitly Native American characters we see on this show both have, like, magical, animal, mystical powers. I don't want, uh, I don't, I don't want to go on record and say none of them are magic. <laughs> it's possible that some are, and I don't know just have have evaded our our, our grasp <laughs> mm-hmm. uh one the only other like big fun fact that i have about this show as a whole is that unlike a lot of other things in its era in this whole decade uh it was made as a show first and only later offered to mattel as toys wow so they actually did not have uh they were probably thinking about it but this was not made with the explicit goal of selling a toy because the toy did you know, not that- exist when they started airing it that actually mm. does make sense because the the tech design for a lot of these gadgets are very silly. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's like at one point he gets what looks like a sleep mask, like a therapeutic sleep mask that pops out of his hat <laughs> uh, that gives him X-ray powers. Yeah. Uh, later he's on some sort of weird like upside down helicopter. Oh my god! Yeah, his hella Segway. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's so, so funny. When his horse ran off, he doesn't get to ride a horse anymore. He has this goofy little ornithopter. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and, you know, like with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, all the tech looks so cool. All the chrome is like badass and the tubes that are everywhere. And it's just been so designed to be sold as a plastic vehicle. Mm-hmm. And yeah, in this case, they're goofy as heck. <laughs> so, yeah, that makes sense. But... um yeah, okay. I think as far as the plot goes. Yeah. Yeah. We start with pursuit of a couple varmints. Uh, <laughs> like these sort coyote of raccoon, men. Yeah, these coyote raccoon no good nicks. Yeah. And scruffy boys. Bravestar, Bravestar wants to catch him. 3030 yeah, wants to shoot his gun at him. Yeah, he's got a <laughs> giant like cannon gun, like we said. It's huge. And that's all he wants to do. He wants to shoot it. Yeah. And and Bravestar feels icky about guns. That, and the yeah, horseman the horseman thinks that's lame. Yeah, they set that up as, <laughs> He calls as, him a nerd. That's <laughs> as kind of the central conflict between our, our heroes, Bravestar and 3030 is Bravestar doesn't like guns and, and 3030 is named after a bullet. I thought that was a cool, like character driven uh character driven conflict that mm-hmm. was felt organic. Uh that it was felt cool. like it, it was there also wasn't like a heavy handed like Brave Star was right at the end. They, right. They, they have right. to like resolve their differences. Um, yeah, you know, kind of. outside. Yes, but um, the, the the like the final line is like thirty three is like. Well, I guess we'll just all agree to disagree then. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like I don't. I'm not super in love with a kids show not taking a hard line on guns. Yeah. And, yeah. But I did like the idea of simply not giving us a a heavy handed moral at the end. Yeah, though, yeah, so to be to be fair, this every episode of this show ends with a moral of the story s- sequence, oh, right? Yeah. yeah, we get a so sailor like says they, at the end yeah. of Braves. Yeah, we get a sailor says, yeah. and they do state the moral. But the moral is that sometimes you have to essentially just compromise to stay friends, just right? Like if you deal got, with your shitty if you've friends' got, opinions. Like differences <laughs> are okay. Sometimes you're not going to resolve them. You need to be able to still stay friends with that person. Yeah, and it's explicitly violence is not the way to resolve your differences. Yeah. So yeah, even if your cool. friend thinks violence is the way to resolve it. <laughs> even if your friend loves violence. <laughs> that is one of the yeah. differences. Uh, yeah, even if, your NRA, in that. even if your NRA horseman friend refuses to believe that maybe his <laughs> giant gun is the problem, then... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just deal with it. 
It, it was it was hard though the beginning of the episode just adjusting to one the first things we're getting are you know uh, you know the way I feel about gun violence and then he br- jumps into these like horrifying horse whinnies every three seconds mm-hmm. yeah, yeah the whinnies are pretty out of control yeah it's out yeah. of control and it's hilarious <laughs> just like he'll have a he'll be straight up just mad at his friend he's just having an important character moment and throwing in these like (laughs) jesus christ it follows a common thread with these with these old cartoons which is you get some characters to throw in these little little like accent sounds that's how you stretch your show out 20 minutes (laughs) yeah that's very you know what i mean you get genghis rex to just throw phlegm at the microphone for a couple extra seconds every line. Harumph, 60 second harumph. Yeah. Yeah. You get, you get Munstar who's like wrestling with the shape of his own mouth to make sounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you stre- yeah. You just, he is wrestling and to, losing. You stretch it out. Uh, so the, the conflict of this episode is set off because uh, 3030 does indeed fire his gun, even though Bravestar told him not to. And he misses the Coyote Boys and causes a rock slide that actually lets the Coyote Boys get away. And so they have this big fight. And he's like, well, Sarah's not helping very much as she lets the bad guys get away. And right before we cut off, uh, 3030 says, well, I'll be dag nabbed. <laughs> like as if to show show how upset he is about uh getting yelled at by his best friend and uh he runs off on his own he kind of ditches his friends and goes to have a pity party in the desert and that's kind of like <laughs> where it he all goes to sort his of starts house. yeah the hall yeah, of he he the equestroids the hall of the equestroids oh which my has, god which has been destroyed by a great battle which turns out is just between brave star and 3030 they have a really good battle and <laughs> yeah. destroy yeah. his house um but first <laughs> i want to get so brave star goes back to whatever his home village or whatever yeah they've and... got a weird a weird like future west town yeah and he gets he gets lectured by his girlfriend slash maybe mom he's not very perceptive i would say brave star <laughs> has to like a- ask the same question several times he's not really picking up on the fact that 3030 is gone and doesn't like <laughs> really want to talk to him right now and he's gone and he's like what but where's where's 3030 he's gone like oh my god brave star <laughs> you have speed of the puma and strength of the bear you do not have the perception of a regular person <laughs> <laughs> turn on that eye of the hawk and just fucking god damn it find what's a clue the, what's the other one he's got eye of the hawk and ear of the wolf yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, so okay. So what happens? What happens with thirty thirty? He ends up going to his, I guess, Ooh, like ancestral question. home. Uh, mm-hmm. I was a little unclear on how he travels to the past. This though. is yeah. That, this that is I the missed. central question I have of this episode. <laughs> I'm pretty positive that it's with the help of this crazy horse god Equus. Oh, that's yeah. right. He does. Okay. The I'm pretty sure Equus. that's how. Yeah. Okay. So let's set the scene for this <laughs> because. Because 3030 goes wandering off and finds his home, and it's the uh, the Hall of the Equestroids. Yes. <laughs> where I, we he's can't from. say that enough. We can't say right. that enough. And it's, uh, it's ruins, and then we see a flashback of Bravestar going yeah. to it and trying to take a gun that was his gun, Sarah... Jane. It is Sarah Jane. It's, it's the, it's the sacred pillar. gun of the Equestroids. It is it's a sacred the sacred gun. gun of the Equestroids, and I guess... You know, Brave they're Star all gone. It. Yeah. I guess they're all gone. 
He's like the last of his horse people. Just 3030 sort of haunting the halls, uh, protecting <laughs> the gun. I don't know why he doesn't just carry the gun. Yeah. Neither do I. shoot people, but... But he he leaves it there and they get into a, a light tussle. We don't really see the resolution of that. I think we just kind of get the idea that that's how they met. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, man. And then we became friends. But of course, he's in no mood to think of Brave Star as a friend. And so he's still mad, which is right. then why when he hears this spooky voice come out of the ruins that says return to the past, he's like, <laughs> all right, sounds good. The past yeah. was a lot of fun. I'm down to clown. And so he walks through a through a not like a gateway. It's like literally it's not like a portal. It's like it's a gate with a, a portcullis. It's just yeah. a regular door and a gate like a wooden gate closes down on it. Yeah. And that and then he I guess is in the past and they just acknowledge <laughs> that he's gone to yep. the past and Yeah. That's how you travel through time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, crucially, Bravestar sees him leave. He shows up just in time to see Brave uh, to see thirty thirty go into the past. And uh, if he didn't understand he was going to the past, that makes a lot of sense because he <laughs> <it was, laughs> couldn't really put all that together. Yeah. Uh, but he has to he has to seek help from the shaman that he knows. Uh, Bravestar does. Yeah, the Bra- yes. Bravestar yeah. does because he's like, I don't know what to do. And so the shaman shows him a vision of of thirty thirty in the past, and is like, "Hey, there's only one way for you to go to the past, and it's just it's super convenient. It's me. I can do that." Can yeah. anyone just fucking time travel whenever they want? Is that like the amount of weird shit this show just steamrolls past and just leaves in the rearview mirror without explaining is is kind of incredible. Mm-hmm. There's a bit of a threat there, though, in that. He can send so the shaman can send Brave Star into the past, but the shaman won't be able to bring him back until like they're friends. They're friends. Again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you'll that's just not, keep that that kind of sounds like a mom shutting the two kids in a room and like <laughs> you can't come out until you're friends again. But you know, that's just I think I'm the shaman's gonna to keep the him past. there. Yeah. <laughs> I it it doesn't really seem like it was necessary. The time travel thing. No, I mean they could have they could have achieved the same end result by just kind of sticking them in a room together. Stay, yeah, yeah. I think they I think they just thought it sounded flashy. Like I'm sure when they were promoting the first episode of this show, it was like cowboys, space, horse robots, time travel. Come on in, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> episode one. <laughs> there is one moment that Brave Star gets that is possible because of time travel, and it's he chooses to enter the Hall of the Equestroids better when he goes back for a second time. Because the first That's time, true. he just busts the door down and kind of walks in. It's like, ooh, a gun. Uh, right. uh-huh. The second time, he like has a little line to himself. He's like, no, I'm not going to break the door down this time. And he like That's just, yeah, just kind of like walks in with a bit more reverence. Uh, and then there's some pretty good fight sequences that happen because 3030 is not really excited to listen to Brave Star, even though he's apologizing and trying to, to do it. He's still mad. He's just really mad. And so they end up fighting and kind of like breaking I mean, he was the a whole mad place. fellow while they were friends, you know? So like yeah. now he's now he's steamed. Oh, yeah. 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 And I realized I didn't explain this earlier. I just kind of said it right in these like fight sequences are where they start animating on ones. And for people who don't actually know, what that means we don't really talk much about animation I don't actually on this. know what that means uh, so i one would love frame to hear this the, uh the <laughs> the cheap way to animate which is the way most things are in fact animated if they're done traditionally and 
uh, is that frame by frame, uh, usually usually things are shown in like 24 frames per second, roughly, uh, on on television, and so you will have the same piece of artwork shown for two frames if you're drawing on twos or three frames if you're animating on threes. So like there's less frames to animate, right? So you're, you're not animating. It looks, it looks progressively more choppy. It's uh, more choppy or, or when or you're it, animating on threes than when you're animating on ones. Cause ones you have a different, slightly different, you know, pose on each frame of animation. And so usually they're like, idea is that you do intense movement uh action stuff on ones when you can because you want to be able to follow the action more fluidly but when you have smaller like dialogue scenes or like other things you animate on twos and threes to save money because you have to draw less frames right uh so that's my little uh animation knowledge uh for right now but you can really really clearly tell for like the two second chunks that they start doing ones instead of like threes yeah Uh, it's one of those (laughs) things that you see and you can't if you don't know that kind of terminology mm-hmm. it's the kind of thing you're like i can't really explain why but it just looks different yeah it's yeah. It, it's like it's like your shitty old video turned into a 60 frame per second video for a hot second and then went mm-hmm. back it's right. yeah it's interesting um i mean it also it also the style changes in the sense that the expressions become so much more yeah mm-hmm. uh, they emote way more it really looks like a different animator like it it really looks like it it was t- taken over by somebody else who had different aesthetic choices for mm-hmm. bigger yeah. expressions and uh yeah it's it's bizarre yeah brave star's eyes move yeah <laughs> his, <laughs> his whole face has has emotion it's great <laughs> but i i don't know i really liked watching this episode it was really fun uh mm-hmm. i love yeah. that i i mean we've talked about this kind of thing before and have and struggled with it in things like digimon but like the whole episode was character drama yeah yeah, yeah. like I can't I can't rare. fault it for that. I cannot right. fault it for that. That is character driven writing. I like come on, right out the gate in episode one. I don't know if they fail on that later when they start doing like, you know, sort of iterative cowboy plots, but like it was good right, right they now. They didn't have to shoehorn they didn't have to shoehorn a monster transformation like in Silverhawks <laughs> where they're like contractually <laughs> obligated for every episode to have the villain show up and be up to his old tricks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This could just be between two friends and we don't yeah. need any other subplot. It's literally a single plot. It may be incomprehensible and bizarre, <laughs> but it's one plot and it's about a character thing. So, it's you good. know, bully for them. Oh, Indeed. and we'd, we'd be remiss if we didn't, I don't remember if we mentioned about 3030. Uh, he's a cyborg horse. Which yeah, right. Reminds me yeah. a, a whole lot of um, that show Westworld. You remember Westworld? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The two two yeah. nights ago that we watched mm-hmm. the premiere. Yeah, well, of. they've got they've got they've got robot horses too. They do so, indeed. Maybe so, stay tuned. Westworld season three back in time. Brave Star did it first. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Just biting <laughs> off a Brave Star. It, hey, hey, my dear, my dearest Austin Bridges. Yeah, Rory. Hey. So, uh, so it looks like we've got a we've got an exciting new sponsor this week, and we were hoping you could give us a little bit of a talk on you know the major selling points of this new this new sponsor that we've got, Thicket Brisket. <laughs> so, so Thicket Brisket is the ultimate in. Uh, there's sort of a new culinary trend called found foods. Mm. Uh, so you've heard of like found footage or, you know, like, so this is part of the like foraging and foresting movement 
where people are just kind of like finding stuff to eat <laughs> and then eating them. Uh, and Thicket Brisket is a brand new found food uh, that people are trying to promote. Uh, this is sort of being promoted by park rangers, hoping that people will show up to our national parks, just kind of rummaging around for food. And so they are hiding uh, approximately 1.8 million smoked briskets uh, in different bramble patches across the national parks. <laughs> and uh, just kind of letting you go loose and sort of seeing if you can find the food and have it. And, you know, it's going to be good for the environment. It's going to bring a lot of animals. It's going to attract a lot of animals. And then the people <laughs> are also going to be attracted. They can sort of like geocache the brisket. Uh, to try to find it they might find a bear uh they might get to the brisket first but it's going to create a lot of fun a lot of attention funding for the national parks department so uh be sure to download the thicket brisket app and you can sort of start tracking uh where these briskets are going uh and uh, hopefully you will get some for you yum 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 Mmm. <laughs> gonna attract a lot of animals. <laughs> Austin, can you tell us about our new sponsor, Free Snacks for Bears? <laughs> <laughs> we have a, an immediate retraction to Thicket Brisket. <laughs> After the first three fatalities, uh, the par national parks have decided to immediately cancel the Thicket Brisket program. <laughs> Citing what they call as a slam dunk for bears. <laughs> <laughs> assembled a team of unique individuals to protect Earth and our allies. Courageous pioneers committed to the highest ideals of justice and dedicated to preserving law and order across the new frontier. These are the adventures of the Galaxy Rangers. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, my friends. It's, this is the final stop of our Westworld, uh, Westworld SEO Train Express. And we are at our craziest, most bonkers Check science your... fiction cowboy show of the night. Check Please your guts cowboy. and your glory at the door. Yeah. And potentially is... the most science fiction-y bonkers episode of that show. Yeah. Yeah. We might have even picked the best of this entire series, but oh Listen, boy. We're, we're, we're you... at the Adventures of the Galaxy Rangers. We at and... Saturday Morning Tuesdays, we bring you the cream of the crop. Yeah. Always. We know there's no the faffing best. about here. Uh, we also a do you banger. Yeah, yeah. This is an episode. It's also on. Is it on YouTube? Yeah. Yes. Also. Yep. I. Yeah, I think y'all should just watch this episode. Whether you have any context or not, mm -hmm. uh, no guts, no glory, no pain, no gain. The Yeah, the, the theme song is a slammer. It is a, like, hardcore slammer. This yeah. is this is about the, the premise of this show, like, top level, is that some, in 2086, peaceful aliens visited Earth and gave us hyperdrive plans, and then we had to form a team and go out and be cowboys in space. Well, we had to, we had to <laughs> pull in America and go be the universe's police. 
We, yeah. That's like our first gut <laughs> gut move. Like our knee jerk reaction is like, oh, we have access to We're all the universe. Be police of that. It's time to be police. <laughs> do you think that's why? Uh, do you think that's why aliens haven't shared their secrets of hyperdrive with us? Because they know that immediately once we get it, we're gonna just like kind of jump in and fuck everything up. Or like Turn the galactic fun cops. police. Yeah. So so I guess that happens, and and they live in space and and fight an yeah. evil queen. Uh. Let's let's talk about something real fast. We I don't know who all in this little crew that we have assembled tonight uh, watched the first episode of this show as an optional piece of homework. I did. I did. Okay, I did not watch it. Okay, I did not. So Kyle and I both watched the very first episode of this show, and I don't think we need to talk about it at length. But it did give me a little bit of insight as to what the sort of like long term conflict is. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that would be nice. Because the main guy, our main like uh, galaxy ranger, his name is uh, what's his first name? It's it's who is it? Jonathan? It's Zachary. Zach? Zachary Fox. So Zachary Fox and his family. That's fucking are... Jerry Orbach, by the way. Yes. <laughs> Broadway yes, and Law and Order's Jerry Orbach. Rest in peace, Jerry. <laughs> uh, he and his family are on like some diplomatic mission. Some shit goes down. The like queen of the crown, this like evil empire in the universe. Uh, like fucks up their shit and they get stranded. They get captured by pirates. And the long and the short of this first episode is that uh, Zach Zachary Fox's wife, Erica, I believe is her name, is uh, abducted. And the entire run of this show, his wife is in the possession, like trapped in a crystal and a psycho crystal in the possession of the queen. And Eliza. like they're yeah, Eliza. Did they explain what a psycho crystal is? <laughs> I, I can tell you what a psycho crystal is. Oh, please. A, a psycho crystal, to my understanding, is like kind of a magical crystal that you can basically trap someone's soul into to tap for mm -hmm. power. Okay. So and and it turns out, fun fact, humans are like natural batteries. And we're the we're the best like soul batteries in the galaxy. And the evil queen uses these psycho crystals to power her evil slaver lords that she controls telepathically. And they keep like dying prematurely or not being strong enough because she don't have no humans. And she's just got the one that she's like exploiting for nefarious purposes. So that's kind of the like big overarching plot of this show is that they're police. Yeah. And they're dealing with like moment to moment stuff. But they always are trying to get to the queen to save this guy's wife. Mm -hmm. huh. OK, so All that's right. kind of that. what's going on. Uh, that's that all uh, sounds very normal for what is said. in practice <laughs> one of the silliest things you'll ever see. And it, it was pretty, it was pretty jarring to go from episode one to episode fifty four because my very first thought was, "Wow, this went off the rails." Uh, yeah, see, I did the reverse. I watched fifty four oh. first, and then I went back I did to too. one. Uh, I was like, "What is this bullshit?" And, uh, and <laughs> I got I gotta yeah. say, uh, sidebar to the plot, the music. In, and I may, I mean, we're watching. We're, this, the episode's called "Battle of the Bandits," so it's going to be a fairly music heavy. But the music in this show has come a long way from episode one. Yeah, a lot it, has. It was ooh, it was, it was just not like, good. The pacing was terrible too in episode one. Yeah, uh, just really, just really uncomfortable to watch. Slow plotting, <laughs> uh, not very interesting. Um, I don't I contrast I don't like, that with the episode yeah. that we did watch. A breathless tour de force. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's I'm going to stop talking because that's like the background information. Now, tell us about okay. this episode. Yeah, so this episode, uh, 54, I think, Battle of the Bandits. 
here here is our weird sassy intro that we found online uh <laughs> that will try to sum up this episode even though it's impossible to use human speech to to <laughs> fully like describe what happened here uh so nimrod is back this time as a rock singer in a group called the slaver lords but the queen catches him and gives him real slavers for backup singers she wants to snare all the humans attending the battle of the bands an interstellar rock contest larry steals some of the mogul henchmen to form a band and the rangers go moose blow dried and teased within an inch of their lives <laughs> so if that made any sense uh we have a lot of characters getting thrown out that we don't really know or have seen uh yeah nimrod we haven't even is... mentioned larry yet nimrod's yeah. <laughs> off-broadway version off-Broadway production from the musical Cats. Yeah, he's real yeah, Jellicle. Yeah, we have, he's we have a Jellicle fuck. cat by way of the Cowardly Lion, uh, you know, from a, you know, Donna Summer video. He's a real, <laughs> he's a real McCavity showing up here doing a. He's, yeah, he's also wearing, I think, a, a full leotard and leggings and like fuzzy leg warmers mm-hmm. and a big, the big like pink lion mane. It's it, you know it's he's pretty fun he's good yeah he's a recurring villain on this show that of course we okay. haven't met because this is the first time that we're watching this show uh, yeah. so he's shown up in a few other episodes as but like we a, don't see we don't see it's Nimrod right away the first thing we see is all of our Galaxy Rangers are watching the the TV and they get this fucking groovy jam by the Slaver <laughs> Lords called Psycho Crystals and they're just jamming out and. Um, <laughs> These like big robed mystery folks with these dual guitars treading out and it's great. It's great. We just listen to the theme song and then we get Psycho Crystals and you're like, okay, this is this is on a great track here. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, and then oh it also God. it is also it is also revealed, uh, similar to our favorite show, Dino Saucers, is that the main villain also likes to kick it and watch TV because yeah. Queen of the Crown is watching the same program. <laughs> yeah why is the queen of the crown just sitting watching tv in her throne room she's watching fox do? and friends she must, have, <laughs> right. she must have an incredible like mind because apparently she telepathically links with every slaver lord she's created and controls them and then she's still got a little bit of, me- of processing power to just chill and watch tv she's a very stable right. genius she's a, and she sees them and she says fake news fake news those aren't my slaver lords <laughs> those are not my slaver lords <laughs> Uh, and we find we... out then it's Nimrod and a bunch of weird band members. Yeah, just dressed uh, up as uh, slaver right. lords with the goal, I guess, of somehow making fun of the Galaxy Rangers. It's yeah. an it's an odd little thing. I don't really know they're why be they're the doing laughing it because the lyrics are lightly show themed. Mm-hmm. Well, the song did we talk about the song? It's called Psycho Crystals. It's a banger. Yeah, pretty it's fun. Good. It's really yeah. good. It kind of has like this, like. Like they sing Psycho Crystals, sort of like a. How they it, bend that note there? It's How like they, a, <laughs> like a. It started with a whisper. <laughs> like <laughs> it's yeah. super weird. It's like a. It's a real '80s rocking thing, and and they're they're animated pretty well. Like it's weird to see these slaver lords, which are basically just like spooky white robed dudes, like grooving. <laughs> yeah, with like a with like a Boba Fett, like face. Yeah. Hole. Should stick some of these songs in the in the edit here. Oh, please yeah, do. I'm making a note. To hear Listeners, them. this is me. I'm making a note now. Yeah, 
<laughs> now, I personally would have would have uh, avoided the costuming of a white robe with my characters called the Slaver Lords, but uh, yeah. yeah, the optics aren't great on yeah. that. No. <laughs> but they and are the from nose. the villains. At least they're villains. They are the villains. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like if nothing else, they are villains. Uh, yeah. Then we get a, a cool sequence with some. Uh, they're not some putting a new guards. spin on slave on Slave Lord. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> we we no no. <laughs> The, nice there are some uh, some robots that show up that attack the bandmates with guns, and they have to do that thing where they specifically clarify set to stun. Yeah, because then they just looks like they kill them with lasers. <laughs> mm-hmm. That happens a couple times in this episode. The yeah, galaxy rangers themselves. On yeah, they set their axes on stun, being yeah. oh my their God. guitars. Yes, the guitar. Is a, there's no <laughs> shortage of axe puns in this episode. <laughs> yeah. Which are guns. They do not use them as axes. They shoot lasers. Yes, they but do. But axes is is the known coolest slang for guitar. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's now, so cool, that, it's frozen. Once uh <laughs> once Nimrod the cat Mungo is, Jerry. Yeah. Once he's Rumple teaser. Uh we get some great lines about the the queen wanting people in her psycho crypt. Oh yeah. <laughs> I just hearing this shit is like butter. It's, it's so like good. psycho crystals and the psycho the psycho crypt. It butters my bread. There's more TV watching and find out that there's a battle of the bands <laughs> happening. Oh my god! And apparently every person who's going to be in the audience for this battle of the bands is human, getting like you know carted in on buses from Earth, which is super yeah, odd because yeah. we learn later yeah. that this this battle of the bands is like uncomfortably close to the Queen of the Crown's territory. It just seems like mm-hmm. asking for it. She's known uh-huh. to be wanting humans. Yeah. Uh, and well, it's then like we spring. Our... It's like spring break. Like it's in Florida. Like even though we know Mar-a-Lago's <laughs> down there, like uh, well, we know there are sharks in the water. Gotta, uh, we're like still gonna play on the brisket beach. in a thicket or something. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, then we get our wonderful first view at the uh, gremlin gremlin ripoffs. Uh, oh. In power armor, Larry. and our buddy Larry. Larry, yes, Larry, Larry. Larry this like just, hoggle from oh, we've Labyrinth. Got... Yoda. I know. I mean, I mean, he is a goblin, so it's weird enough. But I, I have, I've gone on record as saying, like, when we've got a show with a talking cat named Nimrod, uh, <laughs> that to also have a guy named Larry is is He's my a favorite magic goblin. <laughs> <laughs> Larry the magic uh, goblin. I fucking I fucking died at Larry. Larry is so funny. Larry yeah. has the most innocent like motivation for the whole episode as well cuz everyone's going to the battle of the bands for uh, in like subterfuge and he just wants to go and use magic to win to impress his boss. Right, like we're not musicians but we are magicians. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he works for a repeating villain in this show named Mogul who's a space sorcerer. Uh, oh, is that his magic master who showed up yeah. later? Yes, and it is okay. it is revealed that he has stolen Mogul's spellbook in order to go work these schemes. Uh, Larry, and- you can't just abscond with a grimoire. <laughs> just take a man's grimoire and run across the galaxy and get your jollies off. <laughs> That's Some the first of these thing they happens. teach you in the in the Code of the West. And it was, <laughs> I think, one of the only pop culture references we've actually yes. ever seen oh on the show, God. besides Kid Video. Oh yes. god! Video had a couple, but uh, one of the one of the magic words to to uh, <laughs> to his spell book is uh, Kareem, uh, Kareem Abdul Jabbar, <laughs> which like 
that's very silly. Also, I mean, a little bit like, okay, the person with a foreign name is, ooh, it's so uh, mystical and foreign. Like, yeah. you know, they're I just think from that a different is a country case... or... Well, well, but the thing is, is that like that might be the case if he wasn't Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Like right. he's <laughs> one of the most famous names in, in basketball history. Sure? Yep. Uh huh. Okay. So to clarify a little bit about what's going on in the plot, uh, we got the bad guys who, uh, like the queen has found out that that uh, Rum Tum Tugger is <laughs> doing a doing a, a a a slander with with fake slaver lords, and so she like gets all up in his grill and is like, no, you're going to work for me now because that's rude. You're super rude. Have some real slaver lords. We're going to go steal all these humans. And then the galaxy rangers are like told by their superiors that they're worried about this concert. And so they need to join the battle of the bands to go help. So they go undercover and quote unquote, they call themselves the galaxy rangers. <laughs> they just they wear the same outfits. Yeah. It's not really undercover. It's just, they need an excuse to go and be a, like in backstage. So they're going to go as a band. And then Jerry and his dudes are showing up just cause they want to make some mischief, I guess, Jerry, Larry, and, Larry. and Larry. so they, they're Larry. there, and they're the third band. And so these are the three bands in the Battle of the Bands, and, uh, you know, open the gates and let the, the comedy loose, I guess. It's ridiculous as fuck. <laughs> so they realize that it's Nimrod, that it's, you know, old Deuteronomy in there. I don't know how many more cats' names I know. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. That it's Nimrod, and they're like, oh, that makes sense. And so then they are the first band to go out, uh, and boy, they have a nice setup, don't they? Uh, yeah, they got those 360 drums. Zachary Fox, that fucker, oh, yeah. is in this sphere drum set. It's like he's in a metal sphere. And on that sphere, at various weird points, are mounted drums. And he can just like rotate E-toms. around. Yeah. E-toms, yeah. I, here's the thing. It is a fucking crime that we didn't get Jerry Orbach to actually sing in this. <laughs> <laughs> when you have Jerry Orbach as your main character and you don't have him be the singer, I, know. I want my money back. Yeah. <laughs> Lullaby of Broadway. Uh, <laughs> Do you have Doc? Doc summons his, his computer with powers. Oh, my God. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, he's pretty much running the entire band. Yeah. They're, uh, all, they're so, all audio syncing. Like, they're not doing anything real. Yeah. They're a bunch of dirty Millie Vanillies. Yeah. <laughs> And we've got Skrillex over here who's running the whole thing from his iPod. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Doc has a key, like a double keytar, and then two yep. other keyboards in front of him. It's mm-hmm. pretty intense. Yeah, he's uh, getting work done. Goose has some sort of futuristic guitar, and then Nico, the woman, is just kind of like the front man, but which is weird because the vocals on the song are male. Male vocals, yeah. Uh, uh, they just wanted to use the theme song of the show in the show. Right. And look, I get it. They did a slightly different arrangement of it, I think, mm-hmm. to, to maybe have some female vocals in there to have it make some sense. But no guts, no glory. Then we had some uh, some fuckery happen with that with that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar magic spell <laughs> yeah. uh, with the Gom Jabbar that makes the music <laughs> shut off for a while. Yeah. And they just kind of play through it and do kind of a terrible solo. Oh, it's oh, just yeah. Gooseman going people buck wild. It. Goose doesn't People even notice it. that the music went wrong. He's just been in his zone. Yeah. He just yeah. keeps doing a horrible solo. He's got that battle axe and he wants to play. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> so, sorry, I just thought about a later moment from Larry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, yeah, they, uh, 
then the, the slaver lords go out to play and they they sort of confront before they before they get out to the stage they have a little confrontation with skimble shanks i did know another one um <laughs> <laughs> this is our cats themed episode sorry um i hate that show uh <laughs> And they've got they've got like a hypno device. Does anybody remember what it's called? The MindNet device. Yeah. Uh, and they all get blasted. Yeah, he starts just sort of giving a good coat <laughs> to the audience. Um, just wangs them, wangs them while they're singing. Well, the the first the, the Rangers get blasted. Yeah, he whammies oh, the, the Rangers. Oh, yeah, the first. Rangers get blasted, right? Yeah, so they they get captured essentially. They get blasted and and uh, mind whatevered. And netted. mind netted. Yeah, is that when the bird roadies show up? Because I love them. Yes. <laughs> yeah. These rude like, crows. Yeah, these rude, rude roadies with big bird beaks. And it's <laughs> they're running the ship, though. The whole. Yeah. Like, not just the show. They're running the whole ship. This feels like a weird Final Fantasy race or something. <laughs> yeah. I would not be surprised to see them in, like, Final Fantasy VII. You just have these bird crew members. The wiki page for this show has like 30 listed named alien species on it. Like they really went <laughs> wide on the world building over the course of the 65 episodes in the show. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sort so the Twilight Imperium situation. Oh, yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> mm, yummy. Okay. Hold on. I'll, just, I'll cut that joke out. <laughs> <laughs> well, our, our collective, our entire collective audience just hung up the second we, we said that. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't. Uh, but... Look, I'm I'm furious that we're not talking about Magicus Forever right now. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> Magicus Forever. Banger. <laughs> I just think we need to get there right away. Okay, Larry's we band. We need to save this, like, nosedive of a podcast. Larry and, and his like, dragon friends. <laughs> Larry's fi- Larry finally gets out there to play, and their band is terrible. Uh, right. I mean, I guess first, first they first save, they the, save the, the yeah, this Galaxy, Galaxy Rangers. Rangers, yada yada yada. Yeah, right. <laughs> because he's realized like shit's going on because he's overseen like the the like confrontation they had, and he's like, oh man, this this is a little more complicated than I thought. And so he he frees the Galaxy Rangers, so that works out in his favor. Well, he, he doesn't want the he doesn't want the whole audience to get hypnotized because then they can't vote for him to win. Yeah, <laughs> true, true. But he can't he can't win if they're all whammied. Right, he's so, gonna get that recording contract. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me about this song that he's written. So he gets up with his with his gremlin chums, and he he whips out this like literal axe, like a sharpened <laughs> weapon. <laughs> the axe is on the other side. Yeah, right. the guitar and it, it's also a guitar, and it, he starts playing some horrible notes. This, this is not a good band, <laughs> and he starts singing "Magic is Forever," "Magic is over Forever," and over and over and over, over and over and over. There are a couple other lyrics, but I did not okay, catch. Yeah, them. early, but then yeah, and then he, but he mostly hangs does not out. Do it any kind of justice, but it's a it's a pure moment. It's a beautiful magical moment. Now's our chance. Let's show them how to get down. Ladies and humanoids, Larry and the Demon. Happy message here. Listen to the words, I'll sing them clear. Magic is forever. Magic's forever. Magic's forever. Magic's forever. God, what a good show. Right, yeah, and now nobody from the band, no, no other bands are left. 
<laughs> I guess yep. because mm-hmm. Mr. Mistopheles runs off. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, you can play with me. <laughs> and, and, you know, they have guitar fights and everything, and then you just have the Galaxy Rangers left, so they win a recording contract. Yeah. <laughs> That's a plot that'll never go anywhere. Uh, but yeah, that this show is a blast. What a weird little blast. I mean, there's not a lot of character stuff going on here, but the premise... Not a lot of cowboy stuff going on Oh, my God. (laughs) The least cowboy... (laughs) Yeah, of all the shows we do, they increased in silliness and decreased in cowboyness. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, all all episode, that's what we've done. That is correct. So, you know, they get a little more sci-fi, they get a little sillier, and a lot less cowboy. And, uh, you know, maybe that's what's going to happen with Westworld season two. Yeah, stay tuned. <laughs> it is my favorite television program. <laughs> this was so much fun, you guys. I liked this all these episodes. This was a treat. Yeah. I, I don't know. This, this almost, I mean, some of these might have been an audition for a future inclusion as a regular show in our podcast. <laughs> I don't could be. I don't know which ones, and I don't know how soon, but like, I don't know that I would hate watching more of any of these shows. Yeah, Maybe we just do a cowboy special every month. <laughs> yeah, we'll just, or every day we get we, we have a cowboy special every day. It comes in your box. <laughs> it comes in a cowboy box. It comes in a little box. <laughs> Ding dong, hello. Here are your cowboy shows. and four potatoes (laughs) yeah fuck i just i had such a blast i couldn't stop smiling the whole time i was watching the episodes for this uh, the this the episodes for this episode i had to keep pausing (laughs) these episodes because i just sort of couldn't believe (laughs) what what i'd see what a wonderful night i was having (laughs) (laughs) oh man to be fair in moo mesa i had to pause right at the beginning a couple i had to rewind a couple times to try to figure out what that scorpio guy was talking about his first line was very, yeah. very cowboy. <laughs> well, we hope this whole episode has been cow- just cowboy enough for your ears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you. And thank you, Kyle, for stepping out from behind your, your curtain and in front of the microphone uh, to join us. Now, p- please, I, ban- I banish you. Hooray. I banish you forever. <laughs> All right, my friends. This has been a lot of fun. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Should we take yeah. off? Should we hit the yeah, dusty old as trail? We, as we sign off here, uh, we say the same thing every time. Uh, and uh, it, as it, as it stands, I mean, it's it, it's fortunate that the thing we say every time that our sign off every time does have a cowboy theme to it, <laughs> right? Uh, so that's just sort of a convenience. That's you that's know, really gonna neat. you're gonna hear again this time. Yeah, who knew? Uh, obviously, though, so our our classic sign out every time we say uh, we say Montana hats. All right, everybody, Montana has. <laughs> Have a good night. I love you. Bye-bye. Hello. You are in a deep and dreamless sleep. And when you wake up, you're going to go back to your robot loop. You're going to go visit our website, sadmtuesdays.com. You're going to go... Follow us on social media sites like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and even YouTube. After that, you're going to thank our sponsors, the Cowboy Box and Thicket Brisket. Also, when you wake up, 
and keep being a robot, you're gonna watch our episodes for next week, which is Digimon episode 25, and Silverhawks episode 12, and Sailor Moon episode 22. And then you're gonna figure out just any other way you can like, comment, share, and subscribe because you just love us so much. You love us so much, and this is what you do because you're a robot, and but you have your own free will, so you can do this because you want to. Westworld.